Hello and welcome again to a new episode of Doctrine and Doxology. We are glad that you have joined us. Our goal here is to look at Christian doctrines and look at them in such a way that it should hopefully lead us to adore and worship God. I am Skylar Spradlin here with Larry Jones. The Larry Jones, the, the one and Larry, only, who is always so glad to be here. Overjoyed today. I said it for you. Thank you. So that you couldn't say it. Well, I wanted to amplify it a little bit. Overjoyed. I guess you could still say it, but it'd be redundant. Yes, it would. Very interesting. It's been an interesting day. Yes, and it's, well, for us, it's the day's barely begun. Yes, it has. I'm excited about today, and I'm excited about our subject today. A subject we've talked about a lot before. We have. We've discovered our disgust, many aspects of worship, and today he focuses uh, on worship is the activity of glorifying God in his presence with our voices and hearts. Yeah. So he's actually thinking of the singing portion of the worship service. Okay. Then I feel better. Good. Because we can worship God without our voices. Yeah, absolutely. But if we're going to narrow it down to the singing portion. Right. That makes more And we should worship God in all aspects of our life. Yes. You know, he he gives us so many things to worship him for. I've found that people seem to struggle um, figuring out how to worship in prayer. I mean, well, worship would be the the praising of God, the expounding his glory and his wonder. Yes, but when we do like prayers of praise in our prayer meetings, yeah. People really struggle with that. Oh. It usually turns into just Thanksgiving and petitions. Well, I mean, we are thankful. Yes, and but I, I have trouble separating it myself. Thanksgiving and well, and what we try to do on, on our worshiping his attributes. What we try to do in our prayer meetings is separate them by saying we're going to be thankful for the things God has done or does, yeah. but we're going to praise God for who He is, and so His works may reveal those things, but we're focusing on His heart. We praise You for being merciful. We right. praise You for being good. We right. praise You for being patient. <clears throat> and too often, I think it just goes back to thank you for doing this, thank you for doing that. Well, and we're truly grateful that you can't come into God's presence as he invites us in. When we step into his presence, the first thing I think of is how wonderful he is and how great it is that he included me in his family so there's yet you start flowing into thanksgiving again well i agree with that but i'm saying we are trying to separate the two in our prayer meetings and have a moment of just worship then followed by a moment of thanksgiving later and i'm (laughs) finding that people are they struggle with just worshiping god in prayer yes i i think i i struggle in separating them because he is awesome, mighty God, and to think that he would love me and give me his son as my savior, 
produces Thanksgiving. So they are, they flow together for me. I know, but I'm saying you're going to get a chance to express that in a minute. <laughs> okay. Right now, you're just to be in awe of who God is. It's just adoration. I am, I am in awe of who he is. I can't even grasp his wonder. Uh, his creation shouts aloud of his greatness, for instance, like stars, and moon, and sun. And moon and sun are just pretty insignificant when you start looking at the whole creation of the stars and galaxies all that that god spoke and it happened yes we (laughs) have gotten off topic kind of yes we have kind of because the topic is worship in song singing yes yes and so i'm assuming this means congregational i am assuming so we uh he references colossians yes it says Let let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, teach and admonish one another in all wisdom, and sing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with thankfulness in your heart to God. That is Colossians 3.16. Yes. Unless he lied. Well, that's kind of my go-to verse for congregational singing. I don't know if it says it in that translation or if it says it in another passage but there's also reference to singing to one another yeah yeah i remember that maybe ephesians or something this is again a conversation we've covered before in the podcast but one that you and i have talked endlessly about correct so we know exactly where we stand well you know, they, he makes a statement here. He said, because because God is worthy of worship and seeks to be worshipped, everything in our worship service should be designed and carried out, not to call attention to ourselves or bring glory to ourselves, but call attention to God and cause people to think about him. And I think that's one of the primary goals that we shoot for when we are selecting songs, when we are are. Setting up our worship service. Yeah, giving the order we of just, our We don't service. want to draw attention to any individual, even how wonderful they are, and they may be extremely wonderful. It's kind of like having children get up and sing. It's, isn't that a wonderful thing? Yeah. Of course it is. But who's to draw attention to? Yeah. Usually it's the drawing attention to the child, and, and they are wondrous, and it's a gift of God, but... In worship service, we should worship Him. Yes, that's there. Uh, there's a time and place. Yes, and at that time and place, on for us Sunday morning, it's right. the one time of the week we ask the whole church body to come together to singularly worship God. Right, right. It's kind of like the children of Israel when they were called three times a year to come and have a holy convocation mm-hmm. to gather together in Jerusalem. Uh, they didn't worship anyone but God, you know, yeah. and it's, yeah, as, as wonderful as maybe the leader was or as beautiful as the children are, their sole purpose was to worship God. And that hasn't always been received well, but that is something that I think we're committed to. Yeah, and, you know, traditions start getting in the way. You know, mm-hmm. a lot of times in some of the churches we'd have a birthday offering and singing birthdays. Happy birthday to people. Isn't that mm-hmm. nice? And that is nice. 
mm-hmm. but it it's not good to do it in that time frame from the from the the moment right. of of uh, us settle our hearts down and pray and get ready to meet with God to the very end when we reflect on what we've just seen and heard in the worship service mm-hmm. uh, God is the focus yeah and between there there shouldn't be anything else right if you do you're distracting from God right you're taking a part of the service away from God and putting it somewhere else right so and we don't do that we want to keep God the focus of that portion yeah everything from like you said beginning to end yeah is is supposed to be heavenly it's yeah, supposed to be absolutely otherworldly as we encounter Christ and meet with our Lord and exalt him yeah. and remember his works and we can sing happy birthday in Sunday school if, if people want to yeah or members meetings or our members meetings. I don't want to go down Small that road groups, but because I don't want to have to keep track of it all well, as you get older and you've had multiple birthdays, uh, they lose their significance Yeah, pretty quick. Well, anyways, you're right. You're exactly right. On our take on the worship service, we, we are pretty, and some might say overly strict and guarded on Sunday mornings. Um, yeah, yeah. But it's convictional. Um and if we're going to land in any any place, we want to land on the side of, hey, this is exclusively about God. Yeah, that's right. If you if you went to the sacrificial system and you you saw the acts being performed, uh, offering sacrifices to God for sin or uh, for praise or uh, you know the all of the different offerings that they made to God, it was just all very focused. Yeah. Uh, nothing else but God. Yeah. And God is a jealous God. We know that. Scripture says so. Well, and the great sin of Israel all the time is idolatry. And I think that's the great sin of humanity. Right. We're prone to idolatry. Worship ourselves. To put something else in place of God. Yeah. And so we have to fight to, and work to keep God the focus, the singular focus. So that discussion helps us understand why we sing the songs that we sing. Right. But I think there's also something to be said of how we sing. Okay. So we I'm, w- I'm tracking with a little, little bit. Go ahead. We want to <laughs> sing songs that are biblical. Yes. And if not explicit, at least lead to a vertical type thinking. They lift us to Christ. Right, right. So, that's what we do. How we do it also matters. And and John 4 says it, and Grudem alludes to it there. We worship from the heart so sincerely. Right. But I think that also means our whole self. Uh, when Jesus says in John 4, you worship in spirit and in truth, that's what you're supposed to do. That's true worship. Right, right, uh, right. Hebrews, I think, 12 says in reverence and in awe. I think the whole Acceptable self, worship with reverence and awe. Yeah. Yes. He's a consuming fire. I think the whole self is to be involved in worship. So the heart, the mind, the emotions, yeah. the body. Now, I'm not saying we, we have to get crazy. I think the body's right. engaged when we lift our voices. 
Right. I'm just saying the whole self that uh, the way that God has made us, that makes us us, is supposed to be engaged in the act of singing exaltations to Christ. Right. Ephesians um, 5, 17 through 20. Another verse that speaks much of what we've been saying. Uh, Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is. And do not get drunk with wine, for that is debauchery. But be filled with the Spirit, addressing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody to the Lord with all your hearts, always for everything, giving thanks in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ to God the Father. And that's Ephesians five seventeen through 20. Yeah, that's the reference. I was thinking earlier of singing to one another, addressing yeah. one another in song. I yeah. think that also clues us in to how we sing. And you and I have, I think, finally come to the same conclusion on this. Yeah, you've hit me over the head with it enough that I now agree with you. Which is what? What are you thinking? How many lumps do you want? <laughs> oh, two or three. Two or three. <laughs> no, I, I I like the idea of singing to each other. I yeah. like the uh, horseshoe uh, set up of a congregation where we're actually singing across uh, to the people on the other side, and they're mm-hmm. singing to me. Uh, and then at the front of the stage, you definitely get to hear everyone singing because their their voices yes. are aimed at you. Yeah. But with with that horseshoe setup of a congregation, you're also getting to hear people from one side of the church sing to the other ch- side of the church. Yeah. And it's wonderful. Well, every every Sunday in every song, I look up and see people looking at me while they sing or looking at the next person while they sing. Yeah. And it's it's this faith building thing where we're all affirming this one truth together. Right. We're singing this in belief of, of what, what it's saying and encouraging one another in it. Yeah, there's sometimes I have to be careful as the worship leader to not look at too many faces because it, it thrills my heart to the point that it, I can become emotional about it and not be able to sing at all. Yeah. So when, I, when, I'm, when I'm singing, I try to look around, which I don't do often because I really focus on the music yeah. and on the lyrics because I don't want to blow it. But uh, when, I, when I look at a, uh, we have an old saint that sits in the back that I can see very clearly. And when I see him looking to heaven and just singing praise, it stirs my heart. Yeah. Uh, and the same thing when I see one of the little girls off to my right singing, holy, holy, holy. Yeah. I just can't, you know, contain myself because it's so beautiful to see a little child, not yet a Christian, probably only three or four years old, and just singing praise, holy, holy, holy. Yeah. And it's it's really a beautiful picture. It's a beautiful picture of what's happening in the home, but it's mm-hmm. also happening in the congregation. Yeah. I think closely related to this is our emphasis on um, hearing the voices of the congregation over the instruments or just the vo- voices of the band. Come on, the, man. Or the musicians. You're, you're stepping on my toes now. Well, but that's what we're after, right? We're, right. We want to hear the people a, sing to God. There's a balance. Some people like hard music that 
they feel like I've heard one saintly woman, and I and I believe she's a true believer, uh, say she likes the loud instruments because mm-hmm. she doesn't feel like people are, can hear her then. But I think that takes away from what we're saying is maybe the best things yeah, to hear I, each other sing. I would want to encourage Christians to say, I th- I think that's an unhealthy thing, actually. Yeah, yeah. I think you should not be concerned about others hearing you sing. Right. And you should get to the place. Even if you and, don't sing very good at all. Right, and strive to get to the place to where that that's not your chief concern. Yeah, I mean, if you're worried, truthfully, if you're worried about what other people think about your voice, whether no matter how bad it is or no matter how good, no matter how good it is, then you're not thinking about the right thing. You're no, supposed you're to be thinking, thinking about God. Thinking about yourself God. and you're thinking about others. Yeah. And yeah, we, we're we thinking and wanting to think about the glory and grandeur of God. And so, yeah, you're right. You should, we should work through that rather than right. just say, let's turn the music up. Because I think the emphasis in the New Testament is, again, singing to one another. Yeah. And, and I think there's more power... Uh, in hearing more conviction, more strength, and hearing the voice of the congregation be lifted up as one voice concerning these gospel truths that we're singing. I think there's more right. there than there is in a very well-polished band yeah, hitting every note and, and playing perfectly. Some of the best times of, of singing praise to God is on Wednesday nights. When we just yeah. sing a hymn a cappella, and and people are actually singing it. I mean, not just as entertainment, right. but it's it's a and acoustics kind of lend to helping do that. If you if you're in an area that's like a big, like a kind of like some of the rock churches over in Europe, when you when you sing. Stone. Your, your I thought voice, you meant like rock and roll. Yeah, no, the stone. rock churches. Yeah. No, the stone okay. churches. Your vo- your voice echoes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yep. I walked into one one time, and the choir was singing "Holy, Holy, Holy," and it was powerful. Yeah, oh, it was. I mean, they did have the pipe organ too, but well, that's powerful too. Yeah, the 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 voices were really the the big thing. Yeah. So that kind of acoustics kind of works good. And in our Wednesday night service, that's kind of where we're at. We're in a smaller circle. We're closer to each other. You're probably 15 feet away from the farthest person. But I think that's the beauty of singing in a church setting and singing to God. Right. Is hearing one another. So I I really think churches should, um, I mean, it's my conviction that churches should should reconsider some of their approach to congregational singing yeah and and i think they've forgotten that it is congregational singing not just individual singing Uh, we're singing this as one body and sometimes the bands the lights the screens the all the things hinder that i even have a personal opinion about screens versus our little booklets i i think but that's just personal feelings it is i'm god doesn't care well i think he cares if it inhibits things well that's true but i ask you i got a good question coming go ahead finish your thought i'm just saying i think 
too often we try to drive the singing into an individual moment. And really what we find in the New Testament is the congregation singing together. And we find that in the Old Testament too. Okay. The question he asks at the end of the book here. Do you experience genuine fulfilling worship in your church each Sunday? And I don't really want to focus on that. I want to focus on... uh, do you come to church prepared to worship? Uh, are you thinking about the service throughout the week? Are you praying for your pastor to study the word and to be formed by God, what he wants, what God wants him to say? And when you get there, are you anxious to start praising God in a corporate way? And I, and I think that's something we, we lack. A lot of times we show up and then we go with the flow, uh, where I think it would be much more beneficial to prepare your heart to praise God. And it should be something you're doing throughout the day. Uh, yeah. A lot of times, I used to go, go to work, listen to Christian radio music, and usually the last song that I heard before I got out of my car is the song that resonated in my head throughout the day right yeah because it was you hoped it was over a good and one. over and over and over yeah i hope it wasn't the oscar meyer wiener song you yeah know? <laughs> i i think i said this a few weeks ago in uh the sermon that i preached on why do we worship and i said it it really is and should be elevated to the place in our lives and our priorities to where we we give it diligent attention every other day of the week so right so i'm i'm gonna pray for my worship on saturday i'm gonna go to bed at a decent hour on saturday night so i'm not drowsy on sunday morning right i'm gonna plan my events my work schedule my vacations whatever around gathering with god's people to worship i i think there's a whole lot lost in our understanding of how greater privilege we have to gather with God's people and worship God right, in his right. presence. And I think church has so been seen as optional or as an elective um, that, that we've lost this, uh, I don't know, um, this awe, this reverence right. of being able to gather and worship together. Right. Really should sacrifice for it. And you should have... You should have the attitude that nothing but severe sickness or contagious sickness yeah. should keep me away from church. Yeah. And sometimes we we as Christians get the attitude that, well, it's kind of cool today or the wind's really blowing or, you know, yeah. I'm supposed to get a call from my child who's lives in another state you know any any little excuse will uh will hinder people some people from going and it shouldn't right uh it there ought to be you know i got out to the car and i lived 20 miles away and all the batteries were dead and the tires were flat i just can't make it i mean there's something definitely happened that yeah. keeps me from getting there because that should be my goal yeah. together to worship. Yeah. And I think it's what God would call us to do. Yeah, absolutely. 
Well, I think that's a good note to leave on. I think people, as your question alluded to, people should give thought to their worship uh, on Sunday. And I think part of giving thought to that and attention to that is realizing how great of a blessing it is right, that right. we get to be a part of it. Right. God gave us uh, voices, mm. and they're not all sweet to each other's ears, but they're sweet to God's ears. Mm-hmm. And I think he wants us to express vocally uh, how much we love him. Yeah, absolutely. He gave us music as well. And music has a, a mystic, if that, that's the right word you can use on a podcast, uh, <laughs> Christian podcast. Not my favorite. But, but there's, a, there's an element in music that stirs the soul. Yeah. And, it, and, and I think that's why God created it, mm-hmm. is so we can worship him with music. Yeah, it's good. Well, that's all I have for today. Okay. And I'm assuming that's all you have for today. Yeah. So I'm going to tell people they can go to DoctrineDoxology.com to find more information about things that we do or have done. They can also follow us on social media and or give at that website, DoctrineDoxology.com. All the money this year that gets raised goes directly to a church plant in Cardiff, Wales, that's next to England, uh, to help them in some of their uh, facility necessities. So help a young church plant this year uh, for any money that's been given. That's awesome. Okay. Uh, Let me pray. Our Father, we do... Come to you uh, with grateful hearts, always thankful for the opportunity that we have to gather and together not only to hear your word, which is very important, but also to lift our voices and praise to you. Help us to uh, go through life, making melody in our hearts, telling of your wonderful greatness. Help us to walk in ways that are worthy, more worthy. Uh, help us to be obedient to your commands. Uh, Help us to share your love with the lost. And we love you and praise your holy name. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.